Live from Casa de Monte Cristo with Selena Marcus. It's smoking section. Here we are, another episode of Smoking Section. Yep, here we are. This is going to be a great episode. We're going away from music industry for a little bit on this episode. We have a buddy of mine who I've known for quite some time. Okay. Entrepreneur. (laughs) Killing it. He's killing the game in entrepreneurship, (laughs) man. Yeah. Robbie Goldsmith. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for good? Uh, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. Yes. Having, having a cigar. It's been a long time since I've seen Robbie. Robbie worked so damn hard. So when we tried to, when I tried to originally book Robbie, I think it was April. It might have been. Might yeah, have been. Might have been, been March. It actually. was March. It was March. It was March. And he was gone basically an entire week. <laughs> the entire week we were going to do it. He was like, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of gone out of town that week, and I'm like. But I'm here. But he's here now. Hey, Two you, months later, we got him. Hey, you can't keep up with the playoffs. You can't. <laughs> I feel like there's a song about that. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't keep up the hard worker. I mean, he's working on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. What's been going on with you, man? How's everything going? It's going, man. It's I think, uh, you know, we talked a little bit off mic on this, like, Killing it is uh, is a relative term, and it and, and you know there's a bunch of definitions for it. But uh, I appreciate I appreciate the bump. I'm so happy we caught you at this time, then. Yes, Cause yeah. That's that's definitely going to be a story that I think everyone can relate to, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, and especially when it comes to just life in general. Because you're going to hit bumps in life. You're going to hit bumps, and in, in, especially when you're starting your own, you're starting your business. You you run how many businesses now? Uh, I have three companies right now. He's <laughs> killing the game. Like there's no. Like, <laughs> uh, we talked earlier about perception. That's perception right there. That is. He's killing the game. He has three companies right now, here in Nashville. Let's talk briefly on the um, entrepreneurship center. Yeah, at the entrepreneur center. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I worked in corporate America out of high or out of college. I uh, graduated University of Tennessee. Started working at Enterprise Rent a Car. Like the uh, Are you yeah. serious? You ever seen Step Brothers? The yeah. movie. It's uh, it's kind of like that. Like you know, <laughs> they give you the tools to be your own boss. Wow. But what they don't tell you is that you're essentially washing cars and selling shitty insurance for twelve hours a day. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was uh, that was interesting, and uh, did that for a couple of years, and I always kind of thought I was good enough to do it on my own, and and thankfully that place taught me awesome structure and and and, and some really good skills. Uh, some managerial skills, and I left there in 2012. Mm. Started volunteering at the Entrepreneur Center when it was just a small little building down on Broadway. Got in early with the CEO there, whose name is Michael Bertram, uh, and I kind of just mm. volunteered for about seven months until I kind of weaseled my way in and said there were some things I think I could really improve there. And he said, "All right, cool, make a plan." And uh, I did. And the next day he said, cool, we have a position for you. And they originally hired me to do all the events and membership stuff at the EC. Yeah. And I luckily grew with the organization and then started all the events and then uh, created Project Music, which is kind of my end to the music industry in your guys' world. I uh, did that with a guy named Joe Galante, who I'm sure a lot of people listening might know, and uh, a couple other people at the EC. And uh, that was the start of it. So. Yeah, that's how we connected. That's how we connected through that. Uh, yeah. That's how both of us, or all three of us, connected with yeah, Project cause, Music. Because so. Joe was his boss. Yeah, Joe was my boss, man. <laughs> yeah, so that Ooh. was the first program like that in the world. Yeah, and I probably went through forty or fifty meetings in town. And everyone was like, "You can't do that. You can't do that." And 
And I told Joe if he raised the money and uh, I would do the legwork and right. put about 600 hours into that project wow. to make it come to fruition. Life, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And now it's really, it's still running today. Right. Which is awesome. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. bro. Talk about a legacy. Yeah, yes. something like that. Talk so, about a legacy. So that was fun. Um, and, and I was lucky to be a part of that and lucky for my time at the EC. I met everyone I know through that. Um, and then left there in 2015, raised some capital for Batch Weekend, uh, which was kind of my first company. And, uh, Crazy twists and turns, built that. We would run highly targeted Facebook ads to engage girls across the United States, telling them that Nashville's the place to come for their bachelorette party. Well, let me tell you, brother, it worked. Yeah. It worked. It became a reality show, too. Every, everyone blames me for this, this yeah. crazy rush. See, and, I blame you, and I blame Nashville TV show. Yeah, well, oh, I, you know what? I think that had a big thing to do with I it. Had the, whole, yeah. the way everything has grown right now, I yeah. blame Nashville TV show. I've been, I've been saying it for the last five years. I've been yeah. saying it, too. So that, you know, so that kind of kept growing and growing, and then we kind of outgrew ourselves, and we could never handle the mm-hmm. amount of business we were doing. It was just crazy logistical problem after logistical problem. So the business went through a couple different variations and renditions of our business model, and that ultimately led us to getting a call right after uh, Christmas of 2016 about from CMT, asking about, uh, would you guys be interested in potentially doing a TV show? And I wasn't a huge fan of it, and... You know, it's kind of crazy story. They they kind of courted us, and we went through a bunch of Skype interviews and stuff, and it was it was cool. And then all of a sudden, they came to town. They're like, "We want to meet you." And I was like, "All right, this is getting a little serious." And they're like, "They're like, hey, my boss wants to meet you." And I'm like, "All right, cool." When and they're like, "Well, she's actually getting off a plane right now. She'll be here in 20 minutes." And I'm like, <laughs> "Wow, like, all right, cool." Well, this lady walks into Merchants, and she's wearing black sweatpants, a black hoodie, and black slippers. Well, she's also got probably north of $50,000 in jewelry on. Oh, shit. And I'm like, Jesus. who is, like, she's got her a diamond chain with her initials on her neck, like, these huge rings, like, everything. And uh, meeting goes good, and they leave, you know, and I'm actually leaving the next morning to go visit some friends, and I'm in the airport at BNA, and I'm in the little newsstand, and I'm just looking through the things, and all of a sudden, my eye stops, and it's Billboard. And it's Billboard, and, and the title is Kings of Reality. And she's on the cover. <laughs> and at that point, I knew it was a real deal. It was a and real deal. Who she turned right. out to be is a, a lady named Sally Ann Salzano, and she uh, created Jersey Shore. So she's the brains <laughs> behind Jersey Shore and Snooki and all that crazy camaraderie. Wow. Uh, so I literally remember like texting my team and calling my team being like, this is going to happen. It's going to be the real deal. Right. Um, and that was the start of the whole TV thing. And uh Seven months later, we went through all the contracts and everything worked out, and we started filming and we shot a full uh, season for a show called Bachelorette Weekend on CMT, and it was about our business and my staff and the things we went through and the craziness that ensues on a Broadway Saturday night. Right. Because of that show and, and everything that was going on, my two other companies came out of it, right. which are a, a media agency, do social media management promotion for musicians and for brands and XYZ, a pretty cut and dry company there. And then Rocket Experiences, which is a corporate team building company, which kind of came out of the cool bachelorette stuff we were doing. Yeah, so that's kind of three companies evolved. We raised capital off the, the hype of the TV show. Wow. Um, you know, and the TV show, unfortunately, only lasted one season. Uh, and uh, But... It's cool. I think in a couple of years I'll be able to look back and tell my kids like, "Hey, he had a reality dad TV was show. on a TV show," and uh, <laughs> for whatever it was, and the, and it was great. You know, we we the, people loved it, and uh, yeah, so it was a very interesting part. So, so out of that came out came hustle, 
Yep. I always say hustle media, but it's actually called hustle. Hustle media. Okay. And so I went and like searched. I'm like, this really sounds familiar. I went and searched it, and Robbie's name comes up. <laughs> your your story. I admire your story, and I admire the fact that your company is called Hustle. Yep. But it's it's so fitting because. You might not notice the way he worked at a hotel. So I didn't work for a hotel. Okay. But I would work for event companies between 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. to help make sure so that all my employees would be paid. paid. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, so I would work for these event companies, which are now my partners and customers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would work for $13, $14 an hour, loading luggage onto buses and doing just random stuff yeah. all night, all morning. And then I'd go to the regular then, jobs. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, no, that's, that, yeah, all about that hustle. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big, firm believer in extra jobs. Like, can't have enough. Ooh, yeah, you hustling for real right there, bro. Yeah, there was a good, there was a good six months there where I was, I was putting in 100, 130 hours a week. Jesus. Like, it was intense. Every, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday. That's so, so I'm like, that word hustle, it's just like, if you look up hustle, you should see a picture of. Yeah, but now I'm the opposite. <laughs> really? No, well, no. You work really, smart now. Well, I don't, I don't work smart. I'm just I'm in a place in my life where I'm really trying to not work as hard. Like I'm really making an effort. That hustle is more about being some, being passionate about something, right? And and doing something you love and and doing it well more so than putting in a hundred hours and grinding and, and burning out. Like I'm really really focused on that. And I still have my times, but man, part of the reason why I'm not having a whiskey with you guys tonight is like I'm just I'm in this mission right now, of like of taking care of myself first. Mm-hmm. So I can take care of others and, and things go. in the future, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just really – and we'll get in the backstory depending on how deep you guys want to get. Well, we can get deep. Well, I mean, like just how everything's happened. You know, 30 days before we filmed the TV show and before I raised all this capital and everything, right. uh, my dad died in my arms. What? What? Yeah. So, like, this was July of 17 on my 30th birthday. Jesus. Like – just in complete I, no, unex- so I knew he passed away I didn't know complete he- unexpected crazy event while while we were on vacation for my birthday together oh wow man. so that led a lot of things to happen um, which you know the TV show happened at a terrible time it was a great thing to happen but it just obviously if the you can imagine got, where yeah. my mind and my, yeah. my emotions were so kind of what happened was I I buried everything all my emotions and my grief with this TV show and I raised three hundred thirty thousand dollars in capital during the TV show and I hired 11 employees right after the TV show and it essentially led me to bury all these things. Right. Right. Well, a year later it all reared its ugly head and essentially sank me as a human ruined pretty much both the companies try to sink both of them. You know, I wasn't a good leader to my team because I was just doing all this shit that wasn't fulfilling me. I was essentially channeling it all to alcohol and attention. Whatever I could wow. do to get attention, whatever I could do to drink every night and just get fucked up to not have to right. deal with not life. Right, to not have to do life. And eventually it just came to a downward slide and I essentially reached rock bottom like early August of last year. And it got to a point where everything was like crumbling and I was like, fuck, the, like I have to change. Like I have to, I have to work on myself because if I can't ever be okay, then I'll, I'll never. So I hired a life coach. I hired therapists. Wow. I started doing all this stuff that self care. Mm-hmm. And that's really what started to turn it around for me. And yeah, man, I mean, it was, it was real shit and it was bad. And, and I, I was, I was having daily anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I was living on Xanax, like three Xanax a day just to get through the day. Wow. And like how you can't be a person for anyone. If right. you're not a person yeah. for yourself, I was right. getting depressed and I was having negative thoughts about myself. And at that point I knew that I needed to change something. 
Well, you know what? It's good that you recognize the signs and everything. Because some people, they don't recognize those signs. and they, I think just, most people don't. Yeah, and it's just a downward spiral. And did, I, n- I never understood it until it happened to me. Right. Now, did you did you have someone give you a reality check? Or you just, you like, as you said, like it was all self-awareness on that? I mean... Yeah, I mean, me ruining my relationship was my biggest. Was your big? Was your biggest? Yeah, and it was just it. And, I, and I'm, and I, and I have to be okay with what happened and what mm-hmm. I did. And I was, I was not a good person. I just wasn't being a good person in my life. I wasn't in a spot where I felt that I could be. And I was like, yeah, that was it. That was the turning point um, for everything. At that point, I knew that um, I needed to change, and I right. had to do it alone. Mm, you know, and wow. that was just. It's it sucks. I still look back on it on this day, and it's still like it was by far the hardest period of my life, right? With right. everything that happened, right? But um, you know, so what I try to use it for is a motivator to become the best me right. and the best person I could be for me, my future family, everything, right? And you know, I, I'm proud of myself for where I've come from. I'm not proud of myself for where I was, but you know, also I try to I try to give myself a little bit of break because of what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that so now I'm on the backside of it, and I'm coming out of it, and I have supporters and people that help me, and, and I still have a life coach and a therapist, and do all this stuff and yoga and all this kind of crazy stuff that you laugh at when you're 22. You do yoga? I do yoga. It's the hardest thing in my in the, in the world. So you do really? like the down, I've been wanting to try. It. You do like the downward dog and all that stuff, and like the I try the, <laughs> the, the shooting crane. I really like the one at the end of the class where you just lay there. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's your favorite part. Yeah. Now, here's the my part. thing. You haven't done the yoga with the goats on your back, have you? No. I don't oh. like I don't like goats pooping on you me and stuff. You don't like go- Do they poop on you while you do it? I'm sure. That's some bullshit. Goats poop everywhere. <laughs> That's they're, they're mean little guys, too. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that goat, yo, I do. I still do not understand it. Like, what What the fuck is it supposed no, to do? It's, it's supposed it's, to release What's something? the point of having the goat there? I, now we've got no time. But Marketing. What's, yeah. Marketing. Yeah. I don't know. Genius. That's I mean genius marketing because I've seen a lot of people, especially in the music industry, yeah. post about it and how they done goat yoga. Yeah. Had a goat on their back. Yeah. So, yeah. So, crazy. Stuff like that. And, you know, I'm big into CBD. I tell Are you, you really? all the time. Yeah. I don't smoke marijuana or weed or anything, but uh, I'm big into CBD. And I have a friend who's big into that. And it's like, they're very, say it's very relaxing. They do a oh, whole dude, lot of. It's, I haven't taken Xanax in four months. Because I've like just naturally found ways to take the edge off and know my wow. triggers and haven't taken Xanax in eight months. When I was 27, 27 to 30, I was on high blood pressure medication because my diet and exercise and all that stuff. Mm. And like no 27-year-old should be on high blood pressure. I went in for my checkups like two weeks ago and my blood pressure is the lowest it's been since I'm 21. And my cardiologist, obviously because my dad died of heart problems. Right. I'm super crazy about that. My cardiologist is like, dude, keep doing what you're doing. I don't want to see you in five years. So, just cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself for that point. Wow. Like, you know, I'm 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 about to be in the best shape of my life since 22. So I'm I'm about 10 pounds away. Uh, so I'm just feeling good, and I really like the focus I'm in right now. And I feel like I can now be a caveat for people that have dealt with loss or are dealing with loss. Like, because a lot of we don't like to talk about our problems. Right. Yeah. Instagram is a is a is a, a highlight of our life. All the good points, right? Yes. And, I, and, and I'm okay with the fact that I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I've made mistakes. And uh, and hopefully I can be there to help others. Mm-hmm. And when my friends go through what I went through, mm-hmm. they have someone that can relate to. That's good shit right there. So. I was, it's funny. It's funny that you, you know, I was reading it. I was reading, I started reading a book called, um, it's called How to, Sh- How to Make Shit Happen. Have yep. You heard that book? Yep. 
and uh, the first, or so you know, the first, the first chapter, like his introduction, is talking about how he he was basically he was really successful. He was coming, you know, he's making millions of dollars a year. Yeah, and he got to the point where he was so unhappy. Yep, that he basically just dug himself a hole nonstop. He was so so focused on the business. Yep. It hindered his. He ended up getting a divorce. Yep. And he had two kids, two or three kids or whatever. He ended up had, he ended up getting a divorce. He went to a bar with his partner, and literally wrote on a paper, all like signed over all of his shares to the company, and didn't want anything in return. And he basically was like went, went dead broke. Yeah. He went dead broke. But he was probably happy. But he was pro- but he was happy. Yep. He was happy. He went dead broke and he was happy. And then he finally was like, he started like, he got a life coach. He got a therapist. Yep. And he started like regaining control of his life. Once you lose control of your life because of a loss or because just something could happen. Lately, it's been, a lot of people have been finances. Oh, finances are the, it's a huge one. It's, yeah. It's a huge one because we think material things make us happy. Right. right. But they don't. Right. You know, it's not about how much stuff you have. It's about what you think about your stuff. Right. Like right. that's just it. And 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 to make that switch because we're not trained to make that switch. We're not. We don't. We're not raised in a society. We're raised in a keeping up with the Joneses society where you need to be as good as the next person. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck the next person. Or better. Or better. Well, fuck the next person. Like you know, I I my big thing is like create the life you want to live, right? And I look back at that August and I'm like. I was living a life that I didn't want to live, and it cost me the things that were most valuable to me. Right. And, and now, since then, I've been like, I now we have only three office days a week. Tuesdays, Thursdays, I work from wherever you want, do your thing. Like, I love playing golf now. I've picked up golf, and I'm like, you'll probably find me on Thursday afternoon on the golf course. And I'll work before and I'll work after. But, like, there's no reason that just because we have this hustle mentality means we're not hustling. Right. You know, that's just, you know, it's. And that's and, why I say the work smart part. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because I think you have to work smart in order to keep your sanity, in order to hundred percent, in order to stay, in order to stay mentally focused on you and on. If you're not happy, how can your significant other? How can your family? How can your employees? How can anyone else be happy if you're not happy? And I think mm. I think happiness is easily masked on social media. I love social media. I own a social media agency. <laughs> the amount of people who are posting that they're happy on social media who a week later do something that makes you know that they're not happy. Right. It's just, you know, we live in that, we live in that world and it's so right. hard to break because to break you have to be vulnerable. You have to talk about the shit that you're not proud of. And that's, that's the biggest thing, man. It's so fucking hard to do that. Man. I've gone through it multiple times. What's that? Just, just being, just be, you're just being unhappy and like realizing that your unhappiness is. Right. We all do. We, we all, all suck. Yeah. As humans, oh, we all suck. We all suck. Right. But we don't. No one wants to admit it. But right. we all suck. Yeah. And we need to realize that we're all sucking. We all have our things. You don't know anything about someone else's life. Right. Right. Even if you hear about them, you don't know. Right. So it's like, give each other a break. Understand that. You know. That's like that's like one of my things is and I and I was I was the worst at it. I judge people. I, I still do sometimes. It's like, but if you have a conscious mind, I always try to think about that and fix that. Like, it took a life event like that to change me. And that was forever I'll be changed because of that. Right. Because we're only here for a speck of time. That's we're real. just here for, a, like, in the course of things, we're a fucking piece of grain of sand in the ocean. Yes. And it's just like, we gotta, wow. we gotta do better as friends and as community and as people, like, to, to recognize that and treat each other better. Wow. Wow, man. Okay. That's so true. 
You you over here you over here preaching tonight. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but it's good. I think people need to hear things like that. You know, I just I don't want to be the guy that comes on and flows with it. Like I don't want to I don't want to be that. I want I want I want to have a real conversation. No, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. You know? Yeah, because if not, it's just all fluff and bullshit. Fluff and bullshit. Everywhere, every and that's what we're talking about off the mic when we're talking about um, perception of things. Yep, reception of things. And you, you talk about so you talk about social media and talk about how you know everyone puts up only the good shit. I only put up the good shit. I only put up the good shit. I only, I only put, put up the good I shit. I only put up the good shit. Yeah, I only put up the good shit. Like no one wants to put up like oh well you lost your job or or I'm broke or nope. no one wants to do that because because. Because we'll too much get pride, and, and we'll have a bad perception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like you don't get your shit together, and it's hard to break that. It's really hard to break that, and you have to realize that it's okay as long as you are happy with yourself. As you said, who gives a fuck what everyone else says? Have you ever noticed though? Unless you're a Instagram model in a bikini, those are the posts that get the best result <laughs> in the engagement. I have noticed when, that when you're real. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. Like I just, I, I've noticed it on mine is that a whole lot of mine have been like. Where I have said something that it's really real yep. to, to what situation I'm in yep. in my caption, like it could be it can be a photo that Daniel was taking. It's gonna be a photo that one of my buddies is taking of me, like for a photo shoot. Yep. But when it's when it's a real caption about, oh well, you know, quiet's kept. I've been going through this, but yeah, now that I see the end of the light in the tunnel, and then that's when everyone's starting because we all have the same problems. Yeah. And problems are relative. Yep. Just because one problem happens to one person doesn't. Everyone has their own problems, and they're equally as bad to them. Yes. You know. Yes. And that's and it's talk, man. It's just it's it's disheartening to see people that don't get that yet. And and I get it. It's a stage of life. You have to experience something to get that point. You know. But hopefully sooner or later everyone does. And I think we're we're coming into an age where we we're going to realize that vulnerability is key. Yeah. And we're all fucked up. And we all suck. And the faster we can get through the bullshit to have real conversations that aren't at tin roof at two AM, like <laughs> that's the that's the Preach. shit. That, Marcus, that ain't me. That ain't me. I don't know what the hell you talking about. Yeah, right. I don't go to tin roof. I've never seen you there too. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not there because I've been there. I've a been lot. there. I mean, I've, I've been, been there, there too. You know, but I think you know, it's I'm trying to do twenty percent less of that and more meaningful relationships. I don't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I find myself nowadays like I don't want to go out, but I think it's because I've worked home, worked from home for three years, so like I don't I don't leave the house. Like I never left the house. I work from home. So me now is sitting at home and yeah. watching Netflix or reading a book. Well, I, I'm sure night. you guys are the same way. Like I just don't live for the weekend. Right. I live from Monday through Friday. Yeah, because yeah. I love what I do, and I I don't. My friends and I joke. They're like, Goldie, you haven't you haven't worked in four years, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I don't feel like I'm ever working. Like, yeah, it's stressful and there's shit, and I have to work extra to pay for payroll and all that stuff. But like, when you love what you do, and that doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. It right. means you have to love what you do. Right. You can work at Starbucks and love what you do. Right. Right. It doesn't matter, right? Everyone has their own shit. Doctors can love what they do. Right. But it's about finding that, right? Mm-hmm. So you what's 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 been the best advice you've gotten when you first started when you first started started being an entrepreneur? Yep. And started and you left Enterprise. Yep. And I'm sure you talked to many people yep. when you were doing it. Yep. What was the best advice you got during that time frame when you know the, when people say, 
all the time to you. I mean, because mine was like fail all the time. Yeah, fail, fail up. Yeah. Because if you fail and don't learn, then you're just going to continue to you're, fail. So right. fail up. Uh, just mm-hmm. do shit. Like, beat perfect is nothing. It's just get it done. Try. Fail. Um, you know, and then one of the things that's playing out over the course is my old CEO and boss, Michael Bertram, told me, he goes, hey, he goes, here's the deal. If you can sustain five years of eating shit and doing the stuff that no one wants to do and taking the punches on the chin and being in the arena, there's that quote, the famous quote by, was it Teddy Roosevelt about being in the arena? Yes. Yep. It's like, that is, oh my gosh. My, my ex-girlfriend actually sent that to me and, and it, it, it was one of the things that changed my life of like looking at that. Like I've been in the arena and he said, if you can be in the arena for five years and get through it, you'll make it out the other side. That's generally a rule of entrepreneurship and it's five years of beat down is a great way to be a true entrepreneur. And, and I'm at like year four and I can feel the light coming and I can feel I'm on the right path and I can feel like the things I've learned and the mistakes I made are coming to fruition. So I'm hoping like I'm almost there, you know, but, but that was one of the big things was the five year thing was like, five years. it was big for me because over, overnight successes are not overnight successes. Yeah. Facebook was a nine year overnight success, right? Amazon was a 12 <laughs> year one. FedEx started in the, right. his mom's house. Yeah. So right. there's, there's none of that. It just, the overnight success just doesn't, doesn't exist. Wow. It just doesn't. And if you get there quick, you're going to fall harder. It's going to fall yeah. harder yeah. and faster. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about that. So impatience, that's one of the biggest ones for me is I'm such, I want to move so fast. I want everything done now and perfect. It's just, it doesn't happen. Like this podcast is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and you want it to happen tomorrow. Right. But it's just patience. It's just patience. Patience and persistence. So where are you from? From Chicago. Chicago. South side. So you have, so I you got to, so you're, so you're like me. <laughs> I should have South side. Yeah. In my head, I started singing Southside Lloyd. suburbs. <laughs> I the suburbs. Known. Yeah. I started singing Lloyd in my head. Yep. Um, a Chicago hustle. The Chicago hustle. Yes. So you're, but you're like me. Cause that's, that's something I have to learn too, because I had to learn, especially in the music industry. Cause a lot of things, people drag their feet in the music industry. Oh yeah. And being in a city, being in a city from Philadelphia, from Chicago, you're from here. You're, you 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 don't you you're from Nashville. Okay, uh, what's that supposed to mean? You're from Nashville. <laughs> Y'all you, are my city. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have um, made but my be, spot, right? I love your city. I love your city. On the thank, record, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love you. your city. I'm gonna thank put that on the record. I do love your city. Oh, okay. Um, but what I'm saying is, when you go to the big cities like that, big cities like Philadelphia, big cities like Chicago, things are moving. A whole lot quicker yep. than things move here in Nashville, and and I guess that's like I'm still training myself to learn. It's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. It's you a gotta, little bit it's different. Like, like I'm used to like this podcast. We right. had the idea, yeah. And I'm and then I'm like, I'm at that point. I was calling him literally every day. I still call him every day. It was it's but it's, it was literally like an everyday thing because in my mind. I'm competing against whoever else because if I have a good idea, yep. I wanted to I want to see it come to fruition and quickly. Yep. Just because I I want to get to it because I don't like someone tell me to tell me today they had an idea his brother had an idea and literally he did nothing about it. Yeah, it's it. 2 years later, it's there. Someone has someone has like that old squishy thing when you ideas shower. aren't worth shit. Yeah, if it's you don't do execution. anything about it. Yeah. It's all execution. You know how many people had a bachelorette planning company idea? 
Like, you know how many times people come up to be like, oh, I had that idea. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't do a goddamn thing about it. Exactly. And that's it. You have to, you have to do it. If you don't do shit about it, then it's never going to happen. And, and, and the thing is, if anyone has ever been through what you've been through and come out the other side, mm-hmm. there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. I don't care what race you are, what gender you are, where you're from, economic status, doesn't matter. Right. If someone's done it. You can do it. You Damon do it. John is like the biggest guy of that, like that. His story with Fubu yeah. and everything, right? Food. Like, oh right. my god! Yeah, I mean, he ruled the world. Yes. And his story is <laughs> like, hey, if god. I did it, you can do it. He and was people worse out of his than car. me have done it. Yeah, it's 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 you know, so, out of his chunk of the car, out of the chunk of his car. Right. One of my biggest things is like pet peeves is excuses. <laughs> like we can only we can only blame ourselves for everything in our lives. Right. Is our fault one hundred percent? And excuses are just the death of. Excuses and complaining get us nowhere. Right. It's just you something know? to hide behind. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Can we turn you into the next Gary V? I mean, dude, he is one of my, by far, I'm sure you can get some residents there. I get, I, I, I get he, it. He, I, I just feel it. like he's right. I just it, feel like it, his, his shit makes sense to me. It, it, here's the thing. So I've listened to a whole lot of people like him. And I, only, and I resonate with him more. Yep. And the reason why I resonate with him more... It's because I feel like, and this, this has something to do with me, the reason why I curse. <laughs> I feel like nothing gets across than when you say, get your fucking shit together. If that's your style. And do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I don't think anything, and, like if someone just says, oh, well, you have to, get, you have to do this. To get, you know, you have to get everything together for yourself. And you, yep. No. And get that, off your fucking ass. Yep. Stop making fucking excuses. Yep. I just bleep myself out, by the way. <laughs> and some people, but some people don't want to be handled that way. No. And I get that. And that's, yeah. people think he's an asshole. Yeah. And people think I'm an asshole. Right. I get that. But that's how I resonate. And that's who I am. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. You know, and I'm going to resonate well with people who understand and also react to that. When mm-hmm. I played hockey, like, I wanted the coach to, you know, hit my head against the wall and be like, pick it up. Yeah. Like don't baby it. Like tell me what needs to be done, what needs to be done better. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna react to that and come out on top. And then if you doubt me and the, then I'm really gonna come out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah, like- I'm with you. And I, yeah, I love Gary Vee and uh, I, I hope I hope one day someone can compare me to him because that'd be fucking amazing. I hope one day I can get him on the show. That's what I hope. I've only I- tweeted with him, that's as far as I've gotten. I so <laughs> I've I've talked to his wife. That's that's a win. It's yeah. a win. I talked to his wife, and she called at Apple, and I saw her name come. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Van, you're checking. I'm like, are you in relation to Gary or at all, blah, blah? And she goes, well, he's my husband. That's crazy. First of all, I didn't know he was married. Yep. He keeps his family he keeps life his, pretty private. Yeah, pretty private. Which I like. And they were getting ready to go on vacation. And I'm like, I'm thinking, like, you know, this entire time, I'm thinking, oh, this lady is lying to me. Like, she's just, just blowing smoke up my ass. Right. And then I see that he went on vacation literally two days later. And I'm like, it really was his wife. That's it. Operation get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag get Gary V for smoking section. Hey, you still got the number, right? (laughs) No, I don't. That might Uh, be against policy. That might be against policy. Oh, okay. Figure it out. Technology, everyone's a a, a button away anyway. We can always find his email somewhere. That's it. That's true. You can find his email somewhere. I'm sure he has someone who sorts that shit out anyway. <laughs> it's kind of like the president. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you, you talk you talk about raising money. Yep. You raised your money. Yep. You raised. You said three hundred thousand uh, dollars. I've raised about five hundred eighty. Five hundred eighty so far total. Wow. 
So here's my question to you, because I, I, I know that I get a lot of people, because I'm, I'm currently one of those people as well. So this is also a learning experience for me as well. How do you go about raising this, this capital for it? Because I don't like, I don't think there's a, there's not a handbook for this. There's no, not. It's a game. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a game. It's a bet. You got to get people to believe in you. You know, in horse racing, you bet on the jockey, not the horse. Yep. Same in entrepreneurship. The idea doesn't matter. It's who can do it. All every single investor I have bet on me. That's it. My ideas have all changed ten times. Right. But it's they believe in me to get through the shit to make make something of it. Right. And I haven't got through it yet. Right. But they still believe in me. And I have a great set of investors. They're amazing. They've never asked questions. They've never gave too much flack and they and they believe the changes I make and and why we make them. And so I've been very blessed with that. But yeah, it's just betting on you. It's not the idea. An idea is worth nothing like we talked about. Right. It's just you. And I sold myself pretty well. And and now it's time to follow through with it. Right? Yep. Yeah, I need to I need to get in a room with some investors here. <laughs> and the investors are good but they're they're also they're your boss. Yeah, you work bar- for them. Yeah, you work, you work for them. For them. Yeah. Like you know, if you really want to be freedom, have freedom, and work for yourself, then it's t- that's a tough route to go. But uh, but if you can find good ones who are, are supportive and give you the reins, it's the best of both worlds. At the end of the day, they want to know where their money's going. That's it. Like they're there to make money, not spend it. Right. And I think we forget that as entrepreneurs, like you just want to spend the money. Just want to spend the money. Charity case. Like they're there to make money. Well, I had a I had an old boss, and we had an investor. And that's what he did. He sat there and basically took all the money, spent all the money, and guess what? That investor pulled out and the company sank. That's it. I mean, that's that's reality, right? Like, yeah. it's tough. You know, yeah. it ain't easy, but yeah, you're there to make them money. And I'm hoping I can make mine a lot. I'm sure you will. Trying. It's hard. I bet it is. It ain't supposed to be easy. Yep. Mm-mm. Success is not supposed to be easy. Success is supposed to be hard. Hey, it's true. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Exactly. That's it. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's supposed to be every accomplishment, even a small accomplishment, is success is a success. But every every accomplishment has a story behind it, where it started, and things like that. And it's great to see that you started from the entrepreneur center, and then you left there. You started a batch weekend. Yep. Dominated. The hey, bachelor at parties. Thanks, thanks for doing that because man, there are so many women just running around the streets. <laughs> Sorry, Jules. There are so there many women running around the streets because of you. There was. I'm just a small part of it. I made I made up at least three or four random bridesmaids. <laughs> Some more brides, probably. I'm just kidding. Hopefully not. not. Really. <laughs> they probably were though. Let's they probably real. were. Let's be real here. We're all adults. <laughs> Um, we're all adults. No, but no, that's that's really good. Um, so you have accomplished yourself. You you made yourself self-aware of your health. Yep. Your mental stability. Working on it. Yep. You're working on that. What's next for you? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, my goal is to live a life where I can do what I want, where I want, with who I want. That's my ultimate goal, and, I, and, and, and essentially to what that is for me is that that's a, a life that gives me the financial freedom to travel if I want, mm-hmm. to employ or do what I want with my passions, mm-hmm. and, and, and spend time with the people I choose to. Right. Right, because we have so many restrictions in life that sometimes we're not allowed to do all that. If I want to go see my family in Chicago and hang out with my niece and nephew, like I'll do that. If I want to go see my mom. You know, because I enjoy being there and, and things are different now. And I feel like I, I, 
I want to go home and I need to go home, right? Right. Um, so, so yeah, so that's my goal. And my goal is to be there by 35. I'll turn 32 in July. Um, so my goal is to be there by 35. And uh, I, I feel like I'm on the path to do that. I made a joke today. I made a joke today because uh, we have a, we been trying to schedule a hit songwriter. And it's going to happen, but it won't happen until fall now. Because I found out he takes, he's leaving CMA Fest week yep. from Nashville yep. for June, July, and, and most of August. He takes off the entire summertime. Good on him. That's shit. Entire, it must be nice, right? Entire, yeah. yeah, it must be nice. That's it, man. So what happens when you have 30-something number one hits? And his publishing company was like, yeah, he takes um, the entire summer off. And same thing with... Um, Something with another songwriter who had who just got his 40th number one single. He's he's gone for the summer. He's like he's leaving town for the summer. And I wanted to say like, well, where are these motherfuckers going in summertime? Because I need to come down with y'all and spend a week with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just we, I want that life. And we, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna get there. That's it. So like, we just don't have time to not work for that. Right. If that's what you want, that's what I want. Like, I don't want to spend every weekend at the bars. I I'm just not interested in that. And some people right. are, and that's great for them. Like, I I, I support that. But if you want extraordinary life, you got to do extraordinary things. And and I took a, and I took a detour over the last two years, and I and I and I really have because I've, it's you know, it, it flipped me upside down and it messed me up. Right. And now I'm trying to get back on track and, and realize that life is shorter than we think, but it's also a long game. So hey. it's 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 both worlds, right? So yeah, I mean that's my goal by 35, and I feel like I'm on the path, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see what happens. That's my goal by 40. I love that. Well, I'm in That's your corner point. rooting for you, bro. <laughs> I'm rooting, man. Thank you, man. 35, I, hell yeah. I appreciate that. So, and I think once you that once you're there, then you can truly help people, right? And you because you have a platform to do so, and you have the success to do so. You know, I serve on a couple boards of nonprofits in town. And it's like, if I was more successful, I could really help these nonprofits. Right now, I can only help them with time for the most part. I want to be able to help more, and I think if I can get everything else in life to a point where I can, I can get there. You know, and, and I think that's where you can really make an impact. Right. What's your biggest accomplishment? What do you consider your biggest accomplishment? My biggest accomplishment? Uh, you know, I don't know if what I'll think in a couple of years or whatever, but I would say my biggest accomplishment has been uh, getting my mental health and my, and my personal fitness health back on track. Because without that, businesses come and go. Right. You can start a new one tomorrow. You can end one tomorrow. There, there's always an idea. There's always something. There's always things to do. Right. But, man, if you're not right, and, and, and I came from a dark place and I'm, I'm okay to talk about it and, you know, and, and I'm proud of myself that I'm, I'm in great shape and I'm, uh, you know, I've been back on track and I'm feeling better every day. Right. So, yeah, I think right now that's it, man, because a lot of people lose it off the rails when shit like that happens. You know, I've, I essentially have, I live with PTSD every single day and I, and I see things and I have memories and I right. that aren't great. But right. I'm proud of the fact that I've learned to know the triggers and, and overcome that. And, you know, some people don't. Some yeah. people it messes up for, for a long time. I know people that, that have had similar things happen. And it was 10, 15 years. And it's just like, you and know, still, so I'm proud of the fact that I, I really have been putting in the work along with support to get back to where I once was. Right. You want to give a shout out to your life coach? <laughs> yeah. She, she comes up in every conversation. It's awesome. Her name is Lauren Zoller. I, cause I looked her up. I looked her up. Cause I, you said something recently about her on, 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 yeah, on, on social. social media. I'm just such a fan. Yeah. Yeah. 
she really has helped me. Like she has a four step process that really gets, if you're willing to do the work, it right. can get you from where you were to where you want to be. And, uh, you know, it just, it just helped me, you know, it's not for everybody, right. But it's accountability. It's a, it's a process. It's a roadmap because like in business or work or whatever, we tend to get so much in our own lane that it's hard to think about how to get out of it and to have someone come in from an outsider view that doesn't judge, that doesn't know your story. God, that's so hard. It's so hard. And, and she did that for me in, in a place that even my, my talk therapist couldn't. Like she didn't get to those levels and, and that's great. And, and, and the best thing out of it is now I have a new friendship of someone who I want in my circle to support me. Right. So yeah. And a lot of my friends now see her and, and she's been a blessing to me uh, and it has developed into an awesome friendship and uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. So yeah, I mean, she's been great. I think, um, I think every entrepreneur, I don't give a shit what level of success you're at. If you're just starting out or if you're making $50 million a year. Yep. I think every entrepreneur should have a therapist. Everyone has a coach. You yeah. learn to drive by a coach. You learn to play baseball yeah. by a coach. You learn mm -hmm. to play sports, whatever. If you're a singer, you have probably have a vocal you, you coach. You have a vocal coach. Why would, why would entrepreneurship be any different? You have to have one because if you don't, then you, you will. It doesn't have to take a loss. Like It doesn't have to be a loss. It doesn't have to be a loss. It doesn't have to be a loss. You can just lose your fucking sanity just by working too damn much. Right. It's, burnout is real. Completely. If I had a dollar for everyone who hit me up on the DM about what's about this life coach thing, and they no one wants to talk about it publicly, right? Because no one wants to admit that our lives are fucked up. Right. Everyone could use it. It's just that are you willing to commit to it and follow through with trying to become a better person? Because we get complacent and we like our lives. Like we're all we all have silver spoon problems. We're Americans. <laughs> like, you, like literally, That's so like, true. <laughs> like. One of the biggest things that got me hooked on Gary Vee is he's like, listen, four billion to one is the chances of us becoming a human. And then to become a human and to be a privileged human in America, like, we have no problems. Mm. These are all silver. Even, like, the stuff I went through and the stuff we all go through, like, everyone loses their parents. Everyone, like, yeah. so what right. do we really have to complain about? Right. Right. You know, so it's just, man, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. So, yeah, she's been awesome. She's helped me a ton, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't suggest it more, but I think a lot of people just aren't willing to put in the work to be the next version of themselves because as you level up through life, you have to really level up, and the things that were, got you to where you were aren't going to get you where you're going. Right. And unless you realize that, you're going to always hit a ceiling. Right. But to bust through those ceilings, it gets harder and harder, but you just kind of got to do it. I want to do something with you. I'm going to start something new today. <laughs> what are you starting, man? I'm gonna start something new today. We we discussed this earlier. All right. But for th for those of you who have never met me, because there are some people who have who have who listen to the show has never met me before. I when I when I talk in a casual conversation, I say the term really and truly <laughs> a lot. Dwayne can attest to this. Yeah, I can. <laughs> to the point where one of my friends, my friend in in Massachusetts. Uh, got me for my birthday she created this sign that said really and truly that sits on my bar now in my apartment yep so after i say really and truly it typically means that whatever comes out my mouth next it's gonna be very blunt probably offensive you're probably not gonna like what i'm gonna say but it's gonna be very honest but it's meant to be encouraging or it, it means well so what is your really and truly that you would tell people about the city of Nashville? <laughs> Easy, y'all. Easy. 
my really and truly. Yeah. And I'll explain it after I say it. Yeah. Because it's pretty blunt. My really and truly is that Nashville is the most unoriginal creative city in the world. Huh. I, I got to hear your... No, I want to hear the explanation on yeah, this one. I got to hear this. Man, this is a juicy one on this one. You made me sit back. <laughs> <laughs> I... And this kind of all started with, with Project Music and the backlash that was got because of trying to create that and all that stuff is we are a city of creativity where we thrive off of our music industry and our hospitality and our tourism. But we do it in a way where we see what works elsewhere and we make it happen here. Okay, that's real talk. L.A., New York, Chicago. Innovation tends to happen elsewhere, mm-hmm. and we adapt and bring it in. And I think my call out of Nashville is I would love to challenge people. And there are people out there doing it, don't get me wrong. Right. But this isn't no, – we're not in San Francisco. Right. We're not in Chicago. We're not in New York. We need to do better at being creatives, not – following trends that we find other places and adapting them to our city. I had a friend tell me the other day with the the pool and I had a friend tell me the other day that he, he felt as though Nashville is just becoming a mix of LA and New York. It's, and we're about 10 years behind. Like what are we, and we I would love for someone to, to listen to this and, and prove me fucking wrong. Yeah. But what are we doing that other places are saying, holy shit. If it's for the bachelorette parties, we're doing a lot of fucking things wrong. Mm. And there's a lot of great stuff coming out of here, <laughs> but we're just behind. Right. In, in, in that world, in leading it, the music industry is, we're behind. We're behind LA. We're behind New York. We're doing everything that's worked before because we're afraid to take true risks. Oh. And there is some people doing it, but my call to action is let's fucking do more. And let's be risky because if we want to be the it city, we have to lead the pack and shit and not do just what works and what's trendy and what's hip. Wow. Okay. That was a, that was a very, very great explanation. I mean, that's just, I can't even call it like I see it, man. Like you can't, like there's no, that is, that is, that's so true though. We're 10 years behind. That's, and that's where, that's where that whole comes in. We're rinsing and repeating what works elsewhere. Yeah. It's. Every day in the music industry, every day in hospitality, right. we're doing it. And I don't know about healthcare because I don't live in that world, but I'm sure it's the same there. Like I'm in, I've been in music and I'm in hospitality, and the people that say we're not doing that are fucking liars. And I don't want people to take that as a negative thing because we live in an amazing city, and Nashville is what gave us all our opportunities and where we live. But we can do more and we can do better if we're willing to take more risks. I'm going to title this episode, Robbie Goldsmith, Do Better. <laughs> let's, let, like, let, let's just do better. Like, let's just do better. Let's just yeah. raise the bar in everything we do. You know, some other city is going to challenge us, and if we're not on the cutting edge of everything, we're going to get passed by. Because we, I mean, we, I mean, we just beat Vegas for the, oh, so the first time in kind of ever that we've beat Vegas in the bachelorette parties. I don't know. I still don't believe that. I still think Vegas is bigger, but I mean, yeah, but it's not even that. Like. I, I'm not a source of it. Like, right. I'm talking as a whole. As a whole. I'm not the exception to the rule here. The rule here is we are a very unoriginal, creative city, and we need to be better. We need to be doing the shit that's happening. And we're not even talking overseas. Like, there's, there's some really dope shit happening. And that we're, like, 25 years behind. For real. Like, <laughs> so, so there, and for being tagged a creative city and a progressive city in what we do, mm-hmm. like, let's do it. 
Let's have more of the people that are doing it, more of the Goldberg brothers, more of these people that are doing the cool shit. There needs to be a crop of them. It's not just five, ten people here making moves that are right. innovating everything. Right. Like there needs to be more, you know? No, I, I, I agree with you, man. Like Wow. Like when you said that, I was just like, shit. I challenge you, Nashville, whoever's listening, like, fucking prove me wrong. That's so fucking great. We got to prove them wrong, man. I'm going to prove them fuck wrong. Let's okay. go. I, and, I, and I hope everyone does. And I hope yeah. I'm left behind. Yeah. I hope I, I wish nothing but the most but success for everybody. I also hope you prove yourself wrong. I, 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 dude, me too, man. <laughs> me too. Not just us proving wrong. I hope, you, I hope you prove yourself wrong. I hope I do. Yeah. What are we, you over there smoking? Uh, this is a acid uh, cold infusion. A mm. little mild. Nice little... Uh, it's smooth, man. I'm not a big cigar guy. Like, I'm not the heavy smoker. Right, right. Um, but, dude, this thing's, this thing's fire. What you got over there? Man, I got this thing over here. It's wrapped in this green leaf. It's called the Cuba Cuba. Guys, if y'all has, if y'all see this, if y'all see this cigar, it looks like he's smoking a marijuana joint, big ass marijuana joint. <laughs> it smells like a marijuana joint. It looks like a marijuana joint. I don't know I what a, it is. I got a, I, oh my god! <laughs> I got a very odd name one here. Uh, this is the Codwell's. Uh, the King is dead, and she said that it goes. It has. It's like a boutique apparently because it has very high end tobacco in it, and it's been very smooth. Although okay. I need it lighter, but it's been very smooth, um, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Like I don't mind it, and this little nice little whiskey here and some ginger ale. I love it. I love it, bro. I will tell you this though. I think I'm going to go an entire month as well with no alcohol, bro. It's kind of hard to do now that every freaking music industry event is in the summertime. Yeah, but you can do it. But it's definitely going to be. You know how much better you're going to feel. Yeah, and I and I love drinking as much as most of them. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I love it, but. You know, there's times to know when it's good and when it's bad. I just got off a four-week bender, like straight up with weddings and bachelor parties and beach yeah. trips and whatever. But, like, I just started feeling bad. And I was like, all right, time to course, recourse, adjust, you know, and I can do better. We all can. We all can. Well, Robbie, this has been great. Yes. This has been amazing. Thank man. you guys this for having me. This has been amazing. I'm so happy we finally got you on here. Me too. It's been way too long. <laughs> We can get you on it. We'll we have to come out here and hang out. Let's go. When you're drinking again. Yep. When July 4th. July 4th? Yep. All right. So after July 4th. You know what I think I'm going to start doing, Dwayne? What's that? I think I'm going to start having a cigar night. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to invite some friends, industry people, entrepreneurial people, and come over here to Casa de Monte Cristo, reserve this area off, and start having cigar night. This place What's is awesome. Month? This place is great. Yeah. Yeah. Once a month. I saw Patrick Thomas at Five Whiskey Patrick uh, that last night because he does his poker nights once a month. Did I miss that? Yeah, it was last night. Fuck. It was last minute, though. Okay. Um, it was a very small group, though, last night. Okay. Um, but Gregory Smith, by the way, won. What? Yeah. He yeah. won? He won. He, and he only bought it one time. He cheated. Um, that's a whole, whole thing. That's a whole <laughs> different story. <laughs> well, I think We're you guys got something here, man, and I hope you guys win. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, I appreciate bro. that. Seriously. Yep. And I, I've been a, I've been a Robbie Goldsmith fan for God knows how long. Back when Robbie said, "Go oh, come out to the Entrepreneur Center," and I I was on there as his guests. Nice. Everyone else had to pay. <laughs> That's it. But I knew a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Name was on the list. Man, the Entrepreneur Center. Happy to man. do it, man. I love that spot. I used to go in there and just the ideas that be flowing around and. 
just the creative people that would sit there and get together and make things work just kept me intrigued, you know. Heather, shout out to Heather B. Shout out to Joe Galani. Like those dudes, they knew what they were doing. They they put yeah. a collective group of people together, a lot of great minds together, and it worked. Yep, it worked. It's a great place. It's a great thing for the city. Did you? Uh, did you, were you, you were there when they started Pinewood Social? Yep. Did you have a hand in that? No, no. But Max and Ben, I couldn't admire two entrepreneurs and restauranteers more than Max and Ben Goldberg. I'm gonna have to get them in here. They'd be get, a great guest. I'm going to have to get them in here and talk about that. Yeah. I mean, the, everything they do is great. Yeah. Like, they, they're guys I try to set as role models and, you know, wow. talk about examples for the city. Those types of people are what we need more of. Someone else said it to me, too. I don't know who it was. I feel like that's like a, that's like a message that's, that's trying to get out. But there, there needs to be more people like that. Just, yeah. We need people in moving this the town. needle. Mm-hmm. If we want to continue to evolve as a city, we got to continue to move the needle. We need innovators. We need trendsetters. That's it. Yes, we do. Game changers, as I call them. Okay. Well, let's do yep. that shit. And it needs Game. to be in our generation. Yes. Because yes. they're starting to pass the torch, right? Yeah. Well, who's doing it for us? Right. Those guys are doing it. Max and Ben are kind of in the middle, given their, right. their ages or whatever. But the who's who's the Michael Burchams? Who's the people creating the next version of Nashville? Let's not roll on their coattails. Like, let's create Let's our, create something new. Yeah, that's it. And fresh. Because time's going to change. Everything's changing. Yes. Everything's changing. Well, all right, man. Well, this has been great. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad we finally got you after two months. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Sorry it's been so hard. but uh, yeah. No, this has been perfect because, uh, you know, it, it's perfect timing because we, we, we've had five episodes so far, and they've all been music industry, some, some form of music industry. Yeah. So it's now it's about time that we got someone on the business side. Yes. And I'm, I'm loving every bit of it. So, um we're gonna we're gonna make you episode seven. Love it. Yeah, cool. episode seven. So so Rusty okay. is next, and yep, that'll be it. So appreciate you coming in. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this has been another episode of Smoking Section. Yes, it is. Please go follow us on Instagram at Smoking Section Podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe. Rate. Leave a comment. Follow on Spotify. You got any shoutouts for your social medias? At Robbie Goldsmith. Look him up. That's it. He does questions. Guys, on the stories. Yeah, I'll be real with you. That's the one thing I can guarantee. Yeah, he does no questions. He does interact. He's not a he. He he he, he does interact. He's he's an engaging motherfucker. <laughs> Don't feel bad if you go ahead and slide his DMs. That's it. It's not a problem. If you got a question, go ahead and ask. Go answer. That's it. Call me out. Call him out on it. Cool. So, Thank all you. right, you guys have a good one. All right, later. <laughs>